Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Richard Porter. And I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and sometimes car batteries. Are you a, a, a left-handed or right-handed clapper? What do you mean? Well, I, 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 you know, like when you when you're younger and you just go through that period of deciding what your signature should be. Yes, for the I rest like, of your life. Ooh, do I underline? Yeah, and do I like, a big one? Yeah, I tried to make mine look a bit like a sort of graffiti tag because it was that era. <laughs> but um, and I've still got it like that. <laughs> but um, do you clap? I remember perfecting my clap one day, thinking I'm not sure I'm clapping as good as I could clap, so I'm going to adjust the technique slightly. So now what I do is I clap the opposite way to what I normally would. I'm left-handed. I'd normally have the left hand over the right hand as a clap. So my what left are hand. What are you talking about? I actually just uh, I just overanalyzed the clap, and I don't mean right. the sex no, disease. No, but, <laughs> I don't, how are you putting? I'm left-handed too. I just I'm my clapping is like the four wheel drive system on a Subaru. It's it's symmetrical. But do you do you favour left over right or right over left? Well I'm gonna have to clap now. To, hang on. Do it, just clap. There's just I mean <laughs> the right hand I would say the fingers of the right hand are pointing upwards and the and the the, the so okay, the my left hand is horizontal, near as damn it, and my right hand is vertical. That, that, but but there's, they're not perfectly 90 degrees to each other, and then they Look are colliding up. palms together. There's no over anything. What, which way? Are you doing like a, a horizontal? I don't, well, you don't clap with your fingers pointing directly away from you, do you? Essentially, yes. No, you, I clap on the diagonal. Yeah, I'm clapping. Yeah. I mean, we haven't got well, a webcam, so I can't instruct you. I might do in clapping tutorials. You know, there's big market in this shit. Look, ASMR, whatever it's called, people talking really closely to the microphone with a slight lip smack. And yeah. it always sounds a little bit fetish and slightly sexy. And now I'm yeah. going to show you how to change the oil on your Jeep Cherokee. I'm going to need a 15 mil spanner. It wasn't the one with Gillian Anderson that was doing the rounds the other week. Gillian Anderson could tell me to to to, to wash my clothes and cut the lawn, and I'd probably get a bit of a semi on. <laughs> there probably is one. Hello, I'm Gillian Anderson. Just cleaning out this plug hole in my <laughs> shower tray. It's absolutely full of all sorts of muck and pubes. <laughs> I I don't really understand it, and I'm slightly scared of it. But I don't understand how this has spiralled into a big, big thing. I mean, I, I realise this is not car-centric chat, but at the same time, I, I did. Uh, I'm a bit nervous about it. <laughs> well, can I pick your wise car brain for a moment? Because hmm. I have a small technical problem, okay. which is that the battery on my Porsche has gone flat. Oh, this and is a this is a nine eleven um, popular. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The nine nine seven era, and I think the nine nine six, because it's basically the same car at heart. They are terrible battery drainers. They absolutely. Okay. 
a matter of days, like two or three days, even with a brand new battery, in it, two or three days it goes into sleep mode where the remote locking no longer works. You have to um, use the key. Only two or three days? It's, I, well, I mean, maybe that's unfair. That might have been when the battery was getting a bit, a bit weak. But I had a new battery in it only a few months ago. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's certainly within a week, even with a healthy battery, it's gone into sleep mode. And everyone who's ever had one of these cars knows what happens then. You go up to it, you have to open it on the key. But before you actually open the door, you then have to push the button on the remote. Otherwise, the alarm goes off and you look like a, a tit. So that's they're pretty well known for some reason for being heavy battery drainers. I don't know what it is. but what, um, Yeah, what is it? Cloth box light? Uh, I just don't know, but it's just it's just a known thing they seem to do. So, of course, not using the car a lot at the moment, I had this sense of weary inevitability that it's like, oh, God, I haven't driven it for like three, maybe four weeks. It's probably gone beyond sleep mode. It's probably going to be a bit Death flat. Mode. It was absolutely just nothing in it, not a thing. So, of course, what that means is it hasn't even got the juice to drop its own door glass in that way that you know cars do with frameless doors oh sure to open the door it's like you've got to pull the glass from inside the seal which i hate doing uh and then i put the key in the ignition i was like i know what's going to happen here but you know sense of optimism that maybe something will happen nothing not (laughs) a thing i mean it didn't even do that thing where you know when there's sort of the, the it's like a it's like a dying man in a movie when the the dashboard lights come on but they're very dim or they flick there's a flicker who's that Tell my wife I love her. Oh yeah, and and it's all it's sort of it's all oh come back, come back, don't leave me, don't go towards the light. And it didn't even do that. There was nothing. So I thought, well, that's just confirmed my worst suspicion. I'll take the key out of the ignition again. Yeah, can't. The car has captured its own key for some reason. No. So a bit like sometimes an electric car uh, won't let you release the um, the charger uh, lead. Yes. From I've had that yeah. before and I've couldn't work it out. Well, oh my gosh! I, so is it in there now? Well, <laughs> thankfully no, because then it was like, oh no! I and I was going to use the car to take some food to a food bank with the ulterior motive that I would be able to put you know put a bit of charge back into my Porsche, hopefully by driving it just a sort of mile up the road to drop off some food, and. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I had to go because I had to get this food dropped off. Uh, so I had to take the other car, and so I shut the door, the door of the Porsche. It wouldn't shut properly because the bloody glass wasn't dropping to clear the seal. Yeah, and then I got the spare key and locked it. But you know, on the where, where the ignition is on those nine elevens, it's sort of visible through the window glass very easily. Yeah, yeah. sort of on the dash. Um, but it's the middle of the day and it, the street's not busy so I left it came back and <laughs> got a battery booster pack but you can't I mean this is just it's a saga stop me when I'm boring you but not I, yet I, no, I'm not uh, the battery in those cars is under the front bonnets where the boot is as well yeah and that's a solenoid release is it or is solenoid it a, release yeah but they thought of that okay a fuse box by just in the driver's footwell and there's a little tab you can pull out of the fuse box. And if you can get a battery booster onto the little tab that you pull out, that juices the car theoretically just enough that you can release the solenoid. But not in my case. It wouldn't do it. My gosh. It wouldn't do it. So then I found out on, on the inside, when I pulled the fuse box lid off, I'd never noticed this before. There's this very thin bit of wire that's sort of clipped inside the fuse box lid. And I was like, what's that doing there? It's this L shape, only a little. It's this little sort of little 
little hook at the end almost. Yeah. Like, well, I've never spotted this before. What's going on? And then I looked it up. You get this bit of wire and you prise off a little cover around the ignition slot and there's a hole and you poke the little bit of wire into the hole and pop your key releases. What? So, yeah, problem solved there. And then I very gingerly sort of pushed the window glass back into its seal and locked the whole thing up and walked away and just went, right, the car is now secure again and no one's going to steal it because the battery is flat as a fucking pancake. But here's my question. This is why I bring it up with you and I would relish your advice. What do I do now? Do I bother trying to get the car back to life? Or the fact that I'm not going to use it for a while means that it's not worth bothering with? And is that bad? Yeah, there's two things you need to do. Well, there's two suggestions I have. First suggestion is you need to get a solar panel trickle charger, which is about a foot and a half long, maybe two feet. And they're popular with... um, sort of motorhomers and yeah i've seen them in fact i've got one in the garage that i don't use um so i could probably send it to you think of it as a gift a belated uh, birthday gift because i think your birthday was last (laughs) week was it Um, yeah it was so i can do that and you just leave it on the dash and it'll just keep it topped up enough that it won't be flat as a fart and it goes in the cigarette lighter hole. Mm. The other thing is you take the, and I don't, I mean, a 997 is a pretty modern car. You, t- t- I mean, I often just take the battery out of a car that I'm not using for a while, and I, mm. and then I keep the battery nursed on a, um, on a, on a, on a little special um, battery conditioner. Ah. Um, because because if if you know you're not you might not in all honesty you might not use that car for two months and the battery will not be in a good way if it's completely flat and left for that kind of time so no exactly I mean I'm assuming I'm just going to have to get a new battery again and stick but that's a hundred quid or more I know it's infuriating but <clears throat> my worry is because like you say nine and seven is a relatively modern car mm. I assume that all of its various computers and things are okay. But it does just slightly worry me that if it's the notorious battery drainers, mm. what's draining the battery? I'm assuming it's sort of ECUs and alarms and related things. It's probably immobilizers and yeah, yeah and alarms. But will they, with no electricity to suckle on, will they suckle. do some kind of computer shitting of pants? And when the new battery goes in, <laughs> the car will have decided it's not a car anymore. Uh, no, well, look, I think, you should, I think you should maybe speak to Porsche UK, but I would definitely I would definitely try a bit of solar because where you live and um, you could just casually have it on the dash, it, you can keep it in the car with not using it. It would just keep it above board. But if yeah. you speak to Porsche, they might say, yeah, just take the battery out and leave it. Um, mm. That is my inclination because it just seems to me otherwise the whole – I mean, yeah, good point about the solar thing. I hadn't thought about that. But um, in the absence of one of those, I just thought, I'll get the battery sorted out and then yeah. we'll just go through this whole sorry cycle again. I'll be like 500 quid down on batteries by the time that I'll start to use the car again. Yeah. I mean, I'm just starting to get a bit bored of this conversation. But before we finish, I'm just going to say – I'm just going to – Thank honesty. I'm just going to finish it by saying um, the 997 is is a highly revered 911 to me, and it's just gone down in my estimation a little bit after this level of faffage that you've described. Well, because they're a bit needy on batteries, yeah. Very needy on batteries. I find that I find that, and especially with the door not dropping and all that shaz, I'm like, yeah. mm, I'm a bit annoyed with it. 
I, I sort of feel like it's like, you know, superheroes always have one fatal flaw. Maybe we've spent as journalists ages and ages, years and years going on about how the 9-11 is a 365-day um, sports car slash supercar. Maybe that's the point. Maybe then some very small print in a Porsche manual that says, if you don't use 9-11 every day, it's going to be awful. Because yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't let it sit. You can't, it's like a Tamagotchi. Yeah. It'll just it'll it'll digitally starve and then just shut down. And but your, that is my genuine fear. It's, it's, it's your Tamagotchi. It's a Tamagotchi. That, that car's a bloody Tamagotchi. Your nine eleven is a is a bastard of a Tamagotchi. Oh God! Well, there we are then. Uh, we've summed that up. Well done. You've summed it up in a, in a nutshell. I have inadvertently got a fucking Tamagotchi sitting outside, being incredibly needy. There you go. Please use me. Give it the attention it requires. Use me. Please drive me. My handling is excellent. We should go for a drive. I can't go for a drive. Oh, well. Oh, I'm fading. I'm fading fast. Bye. (laughs) It's just like, like you were saying, it's just like in cartoons when they're struggling to reach something. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> or they are dying and they are descri- they are describing it verbally when they're trying to save their energy. It's like must reach the special sword <laughs> to grab and then kill the evil emperor. It's like, dude, stop describing it. You're not a narrator. Just get on with it. We can see we can see it. We can bloody see it. We know what you're trying to achieve. Stop saying it all. We don't need it all. We don't need a dialogue. Maybe that's why my nine eleven and all nine elevens of its type flatten their batteries so quickly is because they they accidentally designed in the describe function. So even when it's parked, it's going, <laughs> just sitting here, being a car, yes, engine is at the back, as usual. Oh, look, there goes a Peugeot going by there. Hello. Yes, <laughs> it's looking like it might rain later. No problem for me these days, of course. Uh, my tires are modern and fresh. And, uh, oh, well, you know, just, oh, got an itchy alternator. Just, uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, I wonder what... Uh, I wonder what that bird is thinking over there. Stop describing stuff Stop that it. you're seeing, you weird car. Have you got? Have you got? Get a battery conditioner from Lidl. They're not paying me to say this, but um, they do a great battery conditioner. I've got in excess of nine of them. Every time I go, <laughs> I have. Every, every time I go to Lidl and there's a special offer on them, which is uh, it happens sort of every quarter. I'll go and get my usual little related paraphernalia, but the middle aisle, if I see that battery conditioner. And it's usually about thirteen to fifteen pounds. I'm like, I'm buying that. I'm Is it really that. thirteen to fifteen? Yeah, pounds. and it's fantastic. That's, that's, that's and it's a proper battery conditioner. Uh, Once again, I, maybe I can maybe I can I can furnish your palms with one of those as a call it a gift. I might have a surplus one just in case I acquired another car that needed another conditioner. <laughs> I'm not also, a I can't, The more you say battery conditioner, the more that I cannot picture the actual item you're describing, and I just picture you rubbing some sort of Pantene style solution Pro into v. a battery yeah just to keep your batteries silken and lustrous even without use oh um well it's it looks like a battery charger but the difference is mm. is it's a microprocessor controlled thing which sends sort of waves um and pulses through a battery that's particularly flat in order to shake off the um any corrosion on the plates of a lead acid battery lead acid batteries are cack aren't they i mean I'm oh i mean i'm despair that of all the advances made in car technology most cars come new 
with, with a 35 kilo thing. Yeah, heavy, yeah. bulky, full of acid, for Christ's sake. I mean, it, the, the tech has been the same for 110 years, 120 yeah. years. And it's like, I remember the first time a 911 had an optional lithium-ion starter battery, and that was the mm. first car I remember seeing one. And it was a £1,300 option. And, and like, I think still well, is, isn't it? I don't know. The, the, you know, the new 911, I think, still has an old-fashioned battery. Maybe the GT cars get the um, lithium-ion one now. Because they and damn I think well McLarens, should. you can have it. But I feel like it's an option, even on super high-end stuff. Even on a car which has had millions of euros developed lightweight components, and then you just stick a 35-kilo battery in it. It just seems a bit odd. It is, it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? I've got a lot of I've got a lot of batteries that I'm I, that I circulate and keep. I, I'm, I'm like a small holding of lead acid batteries in the garage. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> haven't the haven't batteries gone flat on any of the cars in your immediate vicinity? Never mind all the stuff you've got stashed elsewhere. But no, unless it's a power cut and I forget. No, I'm normally on the button with most stuff. I'll be honest. Huh. Yeah, huh. I'm that guy, Rich. I'm that well, guy. bully for you. Well, I've, quite. Got a, I've got a car outside that I cannot use at the moment. I feel like I should be inventing a football chant for you now, the bloke that has the, the, the supercar which can't go anywhere. But I can't think of a catchy chant. You would think that the supercar makers of the world, particularly, would be in their interest to develop battery technology by whatever means that, um, that, that held its charge, because mm. a lot of those cars don't get a lot of use. And I think their usual solution is to sell you a ludicrously overpriced branded battery conditioner that turns out to be just one from Halfords with, like, Aston Martin stuck over the top. But they don't... Well, they don't tackle the problem at source, do they? Um, oh, can I discuss an important issue with you? Go on. I put it on Twitter the other day, and I because I was chuckling to myself, all these YouTube videos of Mustangs leaving car shows and having just very <laughs> silly accidents. It's always Mustangs as well. It's always Mustangs. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost like they're bought by people that ha- that don't try and learn them to to handle them and tame them before going out in front of hundreds of people it's just it's like me saying i'm going to enter a figure skating competition oh johnny have you done any training no i've never even put the skates on but i'm gonna go and do it in front of a load of people why why would you do that you absolute idiot but i was it was after the whole like certain president of a certain country talking about potentially injecting himself with detol but um, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe maybe it's quite a good idea. I still can't believe it. But off the back of that, I thought, oh, if Donald Trump was a car leaving a car show and then having a sort of strange accident, what car would it be? What mods would be done to it? And what? how would this accident pan out? And you just are running through all these scenarios of badly modified Dodge Vipers and, you know... He says it's a thousand horsepower, but it's actually four hundred on yeah. a good day. <laughs> yeah, because the supercharger isn't connected properly. It's just that, uh, blowing blowing air through a, a, a disconnected pipe somewhere underneath the engine. Oh, it's just it's just all yeah, it's all just three D printed and airbrushed to look like a real turbo or a real uh, supercharger, and it isn't really at all. It's just all bobbins. And doing that full, like, you know, uh, oversteer, but having never experienced oversteer before, and then glancing into a parked car, and then just ending up parked in someone's front garden who lives near the event. 
There's a it's signature the- move with those um, those Mustang accidents, isn't there? It's a sort of one, two, three. It goes one way. Yeah, they, corrected. They do a late. sort of clammy-handed, ham-fisted <laughs> flail at the wheel. Overcorrect. It goes the other way. They overcorrect again, and then that's it. That's the they're then on the trajectory to as exactly as you say, glancing blow on a parked car. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. It's always an innocent bystander that catches it on camera. Always. L- luckily, people very rarely get hurt. It's normally a funny accident, not a not a not a horrible one. And yeah, there seems to be an awful lot of Shelby Stripe Mustangs um, that are the ones that end up being the car in question. I do wonder what kind of a car that Trump might be, uh, or if he was that that incident. But I'll let I'll let the listeners decide. I think. I thought, didn't you get a load of replies on Twitter, though, about this already? Oh, my gosh, I've got loads. I've got loads. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I spent about an hour reading them, and then I still didn't get to the end of it, so I had to just go and do some real work, so I didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, in fact, I, got, I, I could have a quick scroll. and. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming most people would have gone with heavy supercharging and nitrous as well. I think I did in my answer because I yes. thought yeah. I thought it's not a Mustang and it's not a, a Viper if you're trying to sort of embody fat old man Donald Trump in a car <laughs> he, he's a Cadillac isn't he he's a sort of 80s Cadillac <laughs> yeah he is he's a flabby yeah and I what think I said at the time it would be gold like shiny gold wrap but I, I, I feel like there may be sort of some stars and stripes stickers oh. on the bonnet or an enormous <laughs> eagle oh it would be an eagle mural um and in the background in a on a, on a misty horizon there would be other imagery um, do you think oh it's like it's one of those airbrush ones like really intricate oh, com- airbrushing oh completely airbrushed yeah 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 i feel um yeah there's some funny ones there are, someone's called him a thatched what's it which i've never <laughs> heard before <laughs> <laughs> that's very good oh gosh uh, um, what have we got here yeah V6 Mustang driver oh, a V6 busy. Mustang yes because that's all wind and piss isn't it that's right <laughs> that's a good one. driver telling everybody um, in the car park he's got a Lamborghini motor in it when he drives away everyone knows he's full of shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the the sort of is it uh, hope and optimism or is it just w- total stupidity of mustang drivers who are still having those accidents despite the fact that i think i'm right in saying 40 percent of youtube is just clips of mustangs crashing as they it leave is. cars and coffee events well they're they're a very popular meme i think yeah but it's, yeah. first of all it's always mustangs and secondly it's always just go well now you've seen what happened to all these other people what do you think differentiates you from them as you turn off the traction control and decide to light it up oh it's so bad someone's put definitely a late 80s triple white fox body mustang (laughs) um, (laughs) convertible with a flappy badly fitted soft top vinyl roof Um, one rusty wheel arch no service history Badly applied window tints and a $3,000 sound system that's very loud but badly installed and it doesn't have enough fuses. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's slightly glowy. I like, but, I like the specifics of that one. That's, that's... Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That Very one good. did, yeah, that one did get me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hummer, yeah, there's some Hummers. Yeah, I'm not seeing a Hummer. I feel like it's not noisy and ridiculous enough, strangely. No, it's not. It's not, is it? Is there a UK equivalent? Because I feel like that Mustang thing is very much a US thing, obviously, because there's not there are relatively few Mustangs here. But, but at British car events, is there an equivalent car which is the guaranteed going to have an accident as they leave? I feel... BMW, low-ranking BMW... Ah, well, yeah, but have they got enough power to make a tit of themselves? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something out there, which, again... If it's, if it's damp... I feel like, yeah. yeah, maybe if it's damp, which stands to reason it's more likely to be damp here than in, say, California. But try this on for size. I appreciate that the lack of torque may prevent this from being a banker, <laughs> but I'm going to say Honda S2000. Oh, are you? Leaving okay. ex- an exuberant departure from a from a car meet in the UK, slightly slimy day. I would yeah. say <laughs> that has got a solid hope of some sort of loss of control. A pirouette. To a gla- yeah, a pirouette, <laughs> a glancing blow of a parked car. Um, I'm or, laughing just thinking about the consequences of it all. It's awful. As I once it? saw at a Max Power meet, we went to film a Max Power get together, you know, one of those sort of unofficial things uh, in Western Supermare over a bank holiday weekend. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I've told you about this before, haven't been I? To, and, yeah, because I remember we. I said I've been to a couple of them when I was seventeen. Terrifying. Yeah, because we had to go back because yeah. the first time the police locked down the area, but that's um, right. We got we got in, and there was it was, it was centered around the McDonald's just outside Western Supermare, and there was a roundabout just outside the McDee's. Complex. Oh gosh, yeah. And some guy, and I think it was in a Corsa, so he wasn't rear wheel driving it. It was he was just I think handbrake turning and being an ass around the roundabout. Oh and an elderly couple in a Montego estate came through. They just wanted to, you know, pass across the roundabout in a normal manner. Just as this guy sort of <laughs> came onto the roundabout again and yanked the handbrake, and he clipped the back of the Montego. And I think uh... this couple rightly just read the temperature of the situation, and they just just went. They didn't even stop or get out. They just carried on, but. But yeah, it was a proper. It wasn't enough to sort of really screw either car. It was a. It was a, a, a glancing blow. Uh, but there's a huge crowd there, and of course they're all baying for the, you know, for the Corsa driver. Uh, they're kind of. It feels like they're on his side. I think this couple just. They just scarpered. It's not called. Cool I've seen a few incidents like that. Um, yeah, they're not great. I realised though, you, you probably called it right with the cars that are guaranteed to get into an incident as they try and leave a car event in the UK. I'm going to say, actually, the real banker here would be uh, an E36 M3. 
E36 is a great call. Um, yeah, way too much uh, sidestepping off the clutch at 5,000. <laughs> and they haven't quite worked out how it's going to pan out before they do so. There's a few people that build drift cars or drift-looking cars like Sylvia's and stuff, and they haven't, they haven't, I say they haven't had enough seat time in the car before they start, you know, punching it in the guts. And then it's like, well, <laughs> when you've got cars parked down both sides of, an, of a, a road, don't try and yeah, get the car don't. to intentionally step out. No, you know? I know. It's just bad car. shit's going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's how they fabricate accidents in laboratories. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. I think the E36 has got a lot on its side because uh, it's torquey. It has a really primitive stability slash traction control systems. Yes. And... Of course, they're quite cheap now, relatively. I suppose they're going up a bit, aren't they? But ratty ones they are, are cheap. The, yeah, a 40, an E46, a low-ranking E46 is is owned by a certain type of person that is not afraid to give it beans. Uh, well, um, with, a, with a heavy right foot, but two arms made of ham shanks. To, well, it's, it's a car that's never driven with two hands. It's always a one-handed driven car, unfortunately. Well, yeah, because of the vape. Because of the vape, but it also means you can't catch it quickly enough when it starts to, <laughs> starts to go out of control. Because <laughs> you've only got one arm on the wheel. It's like, dude, you need two arms, really. Do you know what I, I, I thought the other day? Um, uh, do you remember when we filmed a smith and sniff in the jag i-pace i think it was and mm. i brought along a stylophone yes do you remember that yes because you Someone... played axel f yes i think i did i managed to play maybe a very primitive depeche mode as well uh which one was it um just can't get enough and i still can't believe you could do the axel f because more recently i was attempting to amuse my children by playing axel f on a small keyboard <laughs> and actually it's quite fiddly <laughs> It's, it's got a lot of notes. It takes a while. I mean, look, I I persevered. It took a while. Yeah, it's got it feels like it's very simple. And it's not. And I know this because I had to look up the music to do it. <laughs> and I was like, hey did, kids. Did you get as far as did did such a sweet synth classic. Honestly. So it? well produced. But the reason why I'm saying this is because someone contacted me on social media and went, I've only just caught up with some of the old Smith & Sniff videos, and I see the, the Stylophone one. He said, um, well, I can find the exact words. It's like, my best mate's dad or granddad invented the Stylophone. His name was Brian Jarvis. He said, oh, that's, that's my claim to fame. I, my best mate's dad or uncle invented, in, in, the, stylophone. invented the Stylophone. Yeah, ah. yeah. I, I thought you might have been able to retire that. on the stylophone fortune, or is that simply not a thing? I, I, I haven't asked him. I don't know if it netted a lot of money. I mean, I have a feeling I, it didn't somehow. I, I, <laughs> but I like to imagine I, he maybe he was able to sort of buy a, a reasonably nice house out of it. When you go up to the front door, the doorbell is actually a little pen thing hanging down that you have to touch on electrical contact, and it goes ha. Oh. Oh yeah, like a like a keypad for um for a gated community. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Off you go, get in. Everything in his house is made with stylophone technology. I'd quite He's like put some that. toast on. It's a bit like those keypads on the side of American cars when they want to defrost it and and start it up, but then lock it. Who is that? What there. they're for? And they look like chil- 
children's calculators facilitate yeah. to the side of a They've car. They've always baffled me. And Ford, I'm pretty sure Ford, for once, still offer them. In fact, they do because um, the keypads have become a bit more sophisticated. I, I borrowed an American Ford in the US a couple of years ago, and it had um, in the blacked-in B-pillar finisher. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it had a touch-sensitive one of those, I think. And but they've always baffled me because it's like it's got sort of numbers one to six or one to ten. I can't remember. Either way, yeah, it's like one and two are on one key, and three and four are on one key. So you kind of go, "This is actually, how are you, you going well to have this? five keys?" It's like you know, it hasn't got ten. <laughs> just because you've said it's got ten, you're just writing that on there. It's still only five keys, and therefore it's, it's just I've, I've always been confused. But you think it's for defrosting it in a in a Cold I think I, th- I think it's that so you can leave the key in the ignition with the car running but then lock the car that's what I was led to believe but I always thought wow. is that the, is that the most ergonomic way of incorporating that into the car because it does look like just a cheap calculator on the side of a car it's hideous it always struck me as one of those things that looks like they came up with it in the 80s and it felt like the white heat of technology and then they just never stopped doing it into the 90s and 2000s and it sort of became slightly embarrassing but for some reason they persevered sort of like that fantastic digital clock that was in all toyotas until last month pretty much i was gonna say till about now yeah yeah it still is isn't it it's definitely it's in the chr but they've turned it blue but it's still the same clock it's just a classic it's as classic as that cashier you were talking about the other week the 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 model name escapes me uh yes the f91w yeah, that that really catchy name thing. Yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like a Russian piece of military equipment. <laughs> they can't yeah. give. I mean, they make hundreds of different designs of watch. They can't give them all names. They could go, which one's that? That's the Casio Strongbird. Oh, they should do. They absolutely should do. That's well, what, I feel that's I feel like that about on. washing machines and things like that because it's sort of like I know again they make lots of variations. I don't really understand why they make lots of variations, but. I just thought, if you insist on having lots of variations, then have a sort of baseline name. So call it like the Zanussi Strontium, and then you can have a Strontium L and a GL and a GLS and, and do it that way. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a bloody good idea. Because it's infuriating. You go and try and like buy sort of white goods, and you go, now I've seen this one online, this microwave. Which one is it? It's the, hang on, let me look it up. It's the SFW slash 3492 slash UK slash H1. Oh, we haven't got that. We've only got the H2. Uh, <laughs> I tried to get some parts for one uh, for my oven. And I had a very long, drawn-out number to get a new um, heating element for it. And I was absolutely right. I was thinking, surely it should have ha- had a more personable name. I mean, yeah. I know it's an oven, but it should be called the, I don't know, uh, the Horizon Arid or something. Yeah, a hot boy. Yeah, just something. And then Mark Two, Mark Three, Mark Four, yeah. Mark Four Point Five. I don't know. I, just, I think there's a lesson here for white goods manufacturers. They're just, just missing a bloody trick. Just, just think, what would Vauxhall do in the eighties? Yeah, it'd be Cavalier, and then there were there were trim levels. And if you didn't want a Cavalier, you could have a Carlton GLX, GLSI. Yeah, or I an mean, Astra. Absolutely. Or, or a Nova. Anyway, you get the gist. Sort it out. <laughs> Zanussi, Hot Point, all of you lot. Less of, you, of your, less of your uh, alphanumeric nonsense. Hey, have you, in this time of lockdown, have you been spent much time sifting through old stuff in the loft? Funnily enough, I have done a bit of sorting out of stuff in the loft, yes. Uh, but it hasn't really yielded anything particularly interesting. The most, the most satisfying thing I've done, which isn't strictly in the loft but is um, nearby, is uh, I, I got a label maker for Christmas 
which is deeply satisfying in itself. A label maker. Yeah, you know, one of those little machines, like like an old Dymotech machine, but the modern one with yeah. a little keyboard. And, you know, you just and then you press a button, it prints out a little sticky label. And um, I reorganised all my old archive of car magazines from the 80s and 90s uh, and made sure they were, because they'd got into a terrible state. I don't know why. They'd all got mixed up. And I've been doing this book of boring car trivia and I've been needing to dig out old magazines. And it's been all a bit random. And while I was trying to do the book, I sort of didn't have the time to then sort the magazines. The book's done, so I've been sorting the magazines. They're all back now. Each magazine storage box is one year, and I've labelled each one so I know what's in each box. It's a beautiful thing for a slightly boring man. You are very organised. That's something I feel like I should be doing. I've just gone in the loft and found an old Scalettes trick that I thought I, I, I actually sent an argument to my brother and said, "Have you? You've got the Scalettes trick because we used to share one. You've got it, haven't you? You've got the Walter Wolf Formula One. It, I mean, it was a Hamley down when we got it, so it, it's ancient, and we had to repair all the connections. But we've still got the bloody thing." And I kept saying to Greg, you've got it, get it out. And he's like, I don't have it, Johnny, you've got it. Like, I don't have it, I don't have it. So I went to the loft and I actually did find it and then had to send that sort of, like, apology, that text of shame. Does it work? I haven't plugged it all in yet because we had, we've got so much track because we used to go and get secondhand bits of track from car boot sales and stuff to make an even bigger track. Yeah, I'm going to try and get it going in the next week or so. But I, the thing is, I've got a more modern slot car set, so I don't know whether to just go down the <clears throat> LED-lit Ferrari circuit that mm. we have or go down the classic will-it-work, you know, old-school Formula One. I'm sure the front splitters <laughs> are all dated on because they've come off about 12 times. Uh, but there is something about it. it. And loads of people on social media have been delving into stuff in the loft and in the shed that they've got. God, I've, I've dug out my Matchbox toys, my Hot Wheels, my radio control cars, the my little plastic model kit that I hadn't built forever, and I'm going to finish it now. Lots of sort of unfinished car modelling business going on, which I quite like. We had a bit of a touch the other day because uh, my wife was out walking the dog and she walked past a house near us. And they'd stuck bags of Hot Wheels track outside with a little note saying, please take. Oh. So she did. Brought it home. We dumped it all in the bath, gave it a good wash and a bit of a disinfect. Sweet. And and now we've got, because we had some Hot Wheels track, but now we've got absolutely loads of it. It's like we were making sort of mega long tracks around the garden and things. And in the bag, have you ever seen those things where it's like it's a plastic box that goes over the track and has a little roller in it and it's a booster thing in it and a uh, pair of those so oh. you can do really long tracks and then sort of set the start up really high so you use gravity to get them going. And yeah. then halfway along a booster, then boosts it and you can do a big jump and stuff like that. It's mega. Has it worked? Yeah, it's all, it's all great. And the only frustrating thing is there's, there's a, um, there was some sort of stunt thing in it, which I set up. But one of my favourite of my boys' Hot Wheel cars is a little Porsche 917. And weirdly, it's, it was, it's one of the few of his cars that's too wide... Uh, to go through some of this thing so you can't use it which is a shame because it's nice and low and wide and it means it's good at doing loop the loops and stuff like that because you know low c of g and all that but you can't use it low c of g i only found out recently i feel naive for not knowing this but i only found out recently that hot wheels cars aren't all to the same scale what i didn't know that well i found it out because um my boy got a new pack of them and there was an old honda nsx in it and i was like oh that's lovely a lovely old honda nsx and i was like oh he's actually got a new honda nsx as well and i found that and i put them together 
and they're the same size. And I was thinking, that can't be right. Well, that's not right. In fact, I think the old one was a bit longer, just a fraction. And I, I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't seem right. And I looked, because <laughs> I'm an interesting man, I looked up the dimensions relatively of the two cars <laughs> in real life, and they're miles off. They're not, they're not the same size at all, but in Hot Wheels world, they are. And then I started looking into this, and it turns out that, yeah, Hot Wheels cuts fast and loose with the scale of things because the driving factor is where the box fit in the packaging. Yeah, the packaging is of course, usually the box. generic with a few exceptions. Yeah, yeah so the box they just scale to them to the box. And I, was, I suddenly started looking at all these different cars and going, ah, it's kind of taken the shine off a little bit, even though this, I think some of them are fantastic. My, my, the, last, the last lot my boy got for his birthday, he got a pack of five, and it had a lovely little Porsche 993 in it. Did you did you siphon it off before it got any chips and damage? <laughs> it crossed my mind because I, I I've I've done a bit. Of, in fact, I got one in front of me. I got a little cheeky pack from a friend, and um, there was a really nice. Um, now, what is this? It's a Ford Torino, but it's not uh, Starsky and Hutch. It's earlier than that. Coupe. It's lovely, and it's like a bottle green with a beautiful stripe down the side. Mm. Larger resto mod spec. Um, yeah. It's a bit of. Um, there's there's definitely a bit of um, oh what's that car modifier guy called Chip Foose? There's a bit of Chip Foose in there down uh, down the side. In the um, pack that <clears throat> my lad got most recently, one of the other cars is it's not identified as such, but it's clearly like a sort of lead sledded Jaguar Mark Ten. Oh, in this sweet. brilliant purple colour. Yeah, it's mega. And then we've got another box of these Hot Wheel cars that we haven't given him yet because we sometimes use them as bribes. It's like if you do a week of good, you know, getting dressed or whatever. You can have some Hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah. And in this new pack, which we've got hidden away, there's a an original Lotus Esprit, which I oh, might you, have to... Siphon, siphon. I think I might have to keep that for myself. Adult siphon. Adult siphon, that bad boy. This this Torino's not getting any panel damage. It's too good. <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly. it's such a gorgeous metallic green. I have to say, good, great value for money Hot Wheels still. Aren't so, they? How so do they good. do it? How do they do it? I just don't know. They make them in the Philippines, don't they? Or yeah, so they're Thailand, I think. A lot of them are mm. stamped with. But even so, they're no, so nice. They're really good, aren't they? <laughs> they're lovely. They're lovely. But before I was married, um, I used to buy them on a weekly basis, and Did it you? got to the point where yeah, I, I I pinned them all in the box still to one wall of the house. Obviously, I was living on my own. And um, yeah, I realised things were getting out of hand because I was spending quite a lot of money on Hot Wheels every week. This was when Woolworths was still going. Mm-hmm. I used to, I used to quite enjoy going to Woolworths. Ninety nine pence for one sweet job done, and I'd sift through the box, elbow the kids out of the way, sift through the box and make sure I got all the really sweet ones. In fact, there's a lovely purple one in front of me called the Evil Twin, and it's based on like a it is a lead sled roof chopped lead sled split rear window but it's got two blown v8s and uh poking out of the bonnet two hence the name evil twin twin engine mm. oh so so evocative richard i could do an asmr whatever you call it thing about describing the hot wheels toys or something like that we can just do really close to the microphone <laughs> johnny smith's <laughs> softly whispered hot wheels podcast is probably an idea for another channel well, it could be a car-themed erotic novel narration, couldn't it? I don't know, Fifty Shades of uh, Portia Grey. She ran her fingers over. I think this is probably a good time to wrap things up. Um, 
good to talk and uh let's do this all again next week in the meantime uh if you uh, like the smith and sniff podcast don't forget to like and also subscribe to whatever it is this is um and we'll be back again <laughs> next week I and, guess. and watch it on youtube because it's been on there for a couple of years and i think newcomers to the casts don't realize we have done visual versions of which there's over a hundred on youtube so but yeah, thank you for everybody that's commented on the uh, iTunes and stuff. It's quite amusing. Yes. It's lovely. It's lovely. It's, it's really lovely. lovely. It's so frigging lovely. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Uh, we do mean that. Although it might have sounded sarcastic when I just said it there. But anyway, um, smashing. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 